football card collecting and investing we want to thank everyone that is helping grow this podcast we got a really cool stat that i want to share at the end about how we are growing together but andy the major topic of today is release dates release calendars what should you do when new sealed wax product is released now last week we talked about more so individual players when you should sell when you should buy But today we're going to focus a little bit more on sealed wax, Andy, because I think in the history of football cards, especially in the recent boom history, Andy, it is crazy. I mean, absolutely insane, Andy, how many products are being released all at one time over the next month, basically. Man, right now we're on the precipice of just major releases coming out. I mean, we're sitting here just under four weeks away from the draft, and Panini, manuf- the manufacturers at Panini, the directors there are like licking their chops apparently because they planned for Prism, Optic, and Select all to be released at the end of April, beginning of May. Um, and now that Fanatics, now that Fanatics has entered the game, you know they have that NFLPA license carter. They have put their foot back in the football card door through one of their flagship brands uh, from football back in the day, Bowman. Bowman is coming back. It's an unlicensed product. It's licensed directly to the players in college through the name, image, and likeness program. And it's called Bowman U. But what's so interesting about this product, Carter, is that a lot of baseball card collectors and investors will know exactly what we're talking about. Is that Bowman First is considered a uh, iconic, you know, rookie card, like the first rookie card for a player. And, and right. this product has that Bowman First logo on it, Carter. Yeah. So uh, just for reference, let's just say you're new to the hobby and you see these. Wander Franco and Bobby Witt baseball cards go crazy. What I'm guessing here, Andy, with this product in particular, they're trying to create a college football world where uh, college football is kind of like the minor leagues, which it basically is, right? Especially with name, image, and likeness now, college football is basically minor league baseball. And what's really interesting about Bowman first, and to and, and this is something else that you've seen in different uh, retail stores around the country, Pro Set, a leaf product with autographed college cards, is that you are seeing college football become bigger, and it's only going to become bigger. Now, I have a full-time job talking about college football on YouTube, so I might be a little bit jaded about it, but you see what these television contracts are going for now. And, Andy, what's even crazier about Bowman's First and all of that is that College football prospecting has become its own universe. The NFL draft is so huge. It is amazing how many NFL draft websites. It's amazing 365 days a year uh, how NFL draft prospecting has kind of become like college football recruiting in and of itself. Right, Andy? Like We're already talking about Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud for the next NFL draft cycle. 
So what makes Bowman first a very interesting thing for someone like me who talks about college football most of the time is that this could become Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud's technically their first card. Not necessarily their rookie NFL card, but their first card in the same way that a Bowman's first for Wanda Frank or Bobby Witt goes for a lot of money. Yeah, very true, Carter. Very true. Um, and, and we've confirmed by looking at the checklist that you have a chance of getting an autograph Bryce Young, Kayshawn Butte, uh, these guys that are prolific right now at major college programs. You have a chance of pulling those guys autograph card uh, with an actual picture game, you know, game picture. Just they remove any of the, the team logos and trademarks, uh, that kind of stuff. But We've seen the Leaf product do the same thing for years, and they've made right. good quality cards in, in the pro set, the Leaf Metal Draft, um, and their autograph cards are very desirable, and they they do a lot of serial number cards. We've seen those cards maintain value, the more rare ones, because they're really well made. They're, they're not pumping out 53 different sets like Panini. They're pumping out just a few sets, um, and their bread and butter is those autographed serial number cards and this Bowman first, and, and look at this design that they're putting in. The 2000 Tom Brady rookie card design card is so iconic. They're going to have this in the set as a short print insert with the potential for you to pull one of those, a Bryce Young or Keishon Butte. So the, the possibility of this set is tremendous. It's already sold out on the Topps website. Um, it's now gone up to, it's sold out at $180 on the Topps website. And now it's up to 299 on Steel City Collectibles so as a major car distributor. Or you could get it on eBay for 270 This is more than the 2022 Prism Collegiate Draft Picks product that we talked about previously. Um, and, and then that product only has the 2022 draft candidates in that product. Whereas this is going to have pretty much guys that are in almost uh, – I, I believe they may have some guys that are in their freshman and sophomore years of college right now. Right. Yeah. So it's mostly going to probably be college juniors. I mean, the checklist is, is, is down below. So if you're watching on YouTube, you're able to see some of these cool big kahuna inserts. Uh, so first, before we go deeper into this product, it is very important if you are new to the hobby to understand that this is a pretty unprecedented time, just for reference, the 2020, prism product came out in december of that rookie season mm -hmm. and now a year and a half later it is behind the schedule than what it was a year before so this is crazy that product is being released the the number one product prism is being released in late april when the draft is actually happening so that's pretty nuts and optic uh the nfl optic product will be released a few weeks weeks after that in may so before we go deeper into these products andy i think a good general rule of thumb is if you go to the retail store and you're able to get a blaster or a mega box get it at that price but prices on those products then in and of themselves have also gone up so don't just clear the shelf because it's probably not worth it but at the same time, understand that if you rip that box, there's not a guaranteed single in there that might make that box worth it. So it's always a gamble. It's always a risk. Understand what you're getting yourself into because always remember that money that you spend on a box can always go 
on an actual single that you actually want, Andy. Yeah, it's very true. I, I mean, that's why I'm such a big proponent because I hate like investing $200, $300 in a hobby box. And literally all I pull out is like, you know, a third round draft prospect um, and, and none of those cards. And, and like at that, it was like a, you know, just a basic silver parallel, you know, and maybe I've got like a $50 card there at, you know, at the beginning of their career. Um, whereas, you know, you target singles, you know, sometimes you have to reach for some of these guys that are more elite but if you can you know target them at the right time be strategic be patient just kind of kind of pick your spot and and then comp it out across the rest of the set i think one major thing to do like if you can't find comps to that specific card for specific player because it's more rare comp it out against that set in general to right. give yourself an idea of what the floor looks like of a bottom tier player and what the ceiling looks like on a high tier player i'm sure you're going to find some other sold transactions of just cards in that set and that parallel, that insert in general, to give yourself an idea of what a potential floor and a potential ceiling looks like. So you can kind of paint that picture of where you're getting in at. Yeah. And if you do by happen to pull the Kayshawn one of one Bowman first, please feel free to hit me up and we'll work out a deal. <laughs> I, I am going to want that card. Not going to lie. I'm a big Kayshawn fan. Uh, just a little, just, just a little Kayshawn fan. Uh, I think he's an extra Mar Chase. But anyway, uh, so, that's no, no, go on, Andy. Well, go ahead. so I've got a theory. You know, with th with this being, you know, tops fanatics. So this is, this comes down from fanatics. You know, this is fanatics. Bowman is one of tops subsidiary brands. You know, so this is a fanatics like overall parent agenda. With this being their kind of first foot in the door here in the the modern you know, now post-2020 boom sports card industry, they may increase the hit rate of this product. I'm just saying, it's yeah. just a theory. They may increase the hit rate to get people really excited about this product to, to kind of get people's eyeballs turned now to future products that are coming out from Tops, from Bowman. Just something to think about. I'm, I'm really tempted to go ahead and just like fork over the money for one of these hobby boxes to, to see what it's all about. Yeah, me too. I I, I do want to rip it because I'm a college football guy over NFL, even though I love both of them. And Andy, uh, once again, uh, I just want to share our origin story of how we became friends was uh, I bought a bunch of Joe Burrow stuff in its college uniform, licensed prism rookie cards, and you told me to sell them. I watched a video and you and I became friends after that. And that's the big thing. I want to go back to just that simple point is that it's going to be hard for any of these products to overtake NFL uniform cards. Uh, yes, I do want college uniform products to go well. The only thing about, even though we're excited about this new Bowman release, whatever, is that because it is a Topps product, they don't have the official licenses. So as you saw with the, the, the jerseys, the official team license, you don't see LSU or Alabama or anything like that on their uniform. So those, aren't going to be on those cards, which is probably going to hurt, you know, that product in the long term. So, you know, I wouldn't spend like a gazillion dollars on it, but I do kind of want to get a hobby box just to rip it and see the product control or wait to see if I, you know, get a mega box at a, at a Wally World or anything like that. So as far as that product is concerned, we are super excited, especially if you are a fan of the Tom Brady rookie card, that 2000 design, that iconic design. Of that Brady card is just so cool, and it was cool seeing Kenny Pickett on that card. Uh, but, but still, 
make sure you keep that in, keep that in mind because once again, the pro uniform cards will always hold supreme. Look at that Bryce Young auto. Yeah, and and not to mention, like you know, Bryce Young's signature looks like this today. Maybe he's only signed a hundred things right today, but, right? You know, a couple years from now, when he's on his thousand thing that he's signing his signature is gonna look different possibly possibly i've seen we've seen this happen with tyler huntley we look at his college cards compared to his pro rookie ticket autos they had him sign it was like whatever day he was doing that man he was just rushing through it super quick so i don't know you know and you never know some of these guys at, at younger they have more time on their hands potentially they take a little bit more like time and pride in the way they sign their signature versus they get to their fifth thousand thing they're signing and it gets a little bit sloppier, a little quicker, you know? Um, so that's just something else to consider. I think that the autograph ones will do good. I think I'm pretty sure they're all serial numbered as well. And it's going to be really interesting, Carter, to see how well that first Bowman logo holds up, you know, uh, and just in terms of that logo in and of itself. Yeah, I love it. I really do. Look, also, college players just find it cool that people want their autographs as well. This is not the Luka Doncic, my grandmother or mother is now signing my stuff, the Lulu famous controversy. So I think these players are actually going to take joy into actually signing each and every one of their products. But once again, if you get a case on something, please hit me up. Now, uh, you know, as far as the other releases are concerned, Prism is still, you know, going to reign supreme optic obviously coming out as well um don't forget there's this clearly donors coming out that i just still don't understand but uh for the most part andy uh optic is is basically you know i mean obviously it's a really dumbed down version it's just nicer donors but still it's exciting to see you know the new downtowns and and all of that yeah people love people love optic you can see it's already sold out in fact, the 2021 Prism product is not sold out at its current price point, but the Optic is. They, they price a little bit lower. And so uh, people love Optic because it's thick. It's a thick cardstock. And uh, in the last couple of years, it's actually been a little bit thicker of a cardstock even than Prism. Um, just very, you know, nice. It's basically like Donruss Chrome version, you know, Donruss Chrome finished version. And uh, the parallels look really nice in optic, and uh, people love the those optic rated rookies, especially the on card. They do an on card autograph serial numbered. Last year was out of one fifty. Those are super hot, as we saw, as we looked at for Justin Jefferson. Uh, I think it was last week or the week before. Those cards are super hot. They do just as well as the rookie ticket autos. They do. And one thing I will say is out of any of the on-card auto products, I actually like them the least. I know that that sounds crazy. I'm not a big fan of the Joe Burrow on-card optic because it's kind of hard to see his auto on there, but it's still, you know, a, a, a pretty high-end product. But still, don't forget, you know, 2021, it's, it's just so different, Andy, because obviously the one thing that really drives 2020 prices is Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Right. And this is going to be kind of the next topic that I want to talk about. So last week I talked about how, you know, Justin Herbert, I don't know if he's going to finish first or last in his own division. We really don't know. It's kind of a scary thing if you are a big Herbo, 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 Herbert <laughs> investor. But Andy, something else that I find to be very interesting is liquidity, right? Is Justin Herbert cards sell. There are so many Herbert sales that happen on eBay on a daily basis. There are so many Herbert 
cards that are sold off eBay as well. It is he's such a big name at card shows uh, that that you can watch as many card vlogs as you as you want. You're going to see a Justin Herbert and and a Joe Burrow card sold in pretty much nearly every one of them. So keep that in mind. And yeah, Trevor Lawrence is a big name in this next rookie class, but he wasn't as good as those guys in in their rookie year. So Andy, let, let me give you. Let, let me open up the floor to you on this. How do you feel about 2020 versus 2021 and the liquidity of the quarterbacks? The liquidity of the quarterbacks, man, that, that's such a great topic. I think that the 2020 wax is going to hold a better value long term. Exactly. Yeah, 2020 wax is definitely going to hold a better value long term, just, you know, led by Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, who are on a freaking Hall of Fame trajectory already and only, you know, going into their third year. Um, and then all the other skill position players that are great. And and it's yet to be seen. You know, the jury's still out on all the five first round 2021 quarterbacks. Um, and it seems it, it's just a very strange the, the way that they've obviously published the the sets this year, how, how they're coming so late um, and everything. And I think the liquidity is going to remain higher for 2020. Um, plus, when you look at like uh, price charts, like if you look at price charts right now, it's so hard to find price charts on 2021 guys except for Donruss. Whereas you can right. find a ton of price charts on all kinds of different products for from 2020, all 53 different sets, you know. Um, and and so you got a lot of sales data out there, whether it's on vintage card prices or market movers or car ladders or wherever your platform you're using. But there's a lot of data out there on sales data for 2020 to help you make a an educated decision. Um, you, you can also comp out like different tiers of players. I feel like 2020 has got some, you know, very polarizing tiers of players all, all the way down to like your Keyshawn Vaughn's and and uh, Tyler Johnson's and, mm -hmm. and Brian Edwards now like buried on depth charts, uh, you know, all the way up uh, to the uh, the Justin Jefferson's and the CeeDee Lambs um, and the Joe Burrows and Justin Herbert. So and you have that same thing with quarterbacks in 2020 as well. So I think 2020 is going to remain supreme in terms of liquidity it, it, it just blows my mind how many burrow and herbert sales there are right and for how much money that they go for now it does look to be pretty certain that those guys are going to be around for a long period of time but what's very interesting andy is you could go and get a russell wilson psa 10 rookie ticket auto for 2500 bucks $2,500 for a guy that's already won a Super Bowl, a guy that I would say 90% is already into the Hall of Fame, right? Have a 10-win season in Denver, and he's a, a lock with what he's already accomplished. Whereas you go get a PSA 10 rookie ticket auto of a Joe Burrow, you're looking at five dollars $6,000. So Russell Wilson, you know, obviously, you know, the pop isn't going to be nearly the same as those burrows would be it's amazing what you could do and you know that's part of the reason why i don't fully buy herbert or burrow cards right now so it is very interesting how that works andy even matthew stafford prices uh considering what he's accomplished compared to what burrow and herbert could but not have yet accomplished the quarterback market it, it doesn't always make sense andy but that's why, you know, you always got to stay on, on top of your toes and looking for that next great thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, what's interesting is that 
the Russell Wilson prism market overall from a graded card standpoint is actually down uh, from what it was at the end of 2020 season and the 2021 hype cycle that we saw where we saw the highest card prices for a lot of the best players from 2020. Um, and what like, you know, most of what we're thinking of Russell Wilson is speculation at this point because he came off a bad season. Right. He had a bad season. He had his worst injury he's ever had his career with the finger. You know, it's not the major, but it, a finger that held him out a few weeks uh, was like six weeks. And so, right. you know, he's coming off of that season. And right now it's like, can he get back? To, he is, you know, going into his 11th season. Can he get back to that form? It's going to be a difficult uh, division. You got a lot of you got new coaches in Denver. You got, you know, new schemes and everything for Russell Wilson in Denver. And I think that's what's holding this card prices down. But if you look at, uh, for example, if you look at the chart for his his prism card um, going all the way back to before the sports card boom in 2020, you can see where that card spiked up to, I mean, a couple obviously unrealistic transactions, but I mean, that card spiked up in a PSA nine to almost a thousand dollars. And today, we're at around $200. It's that's nuts. It's absolutely insane, right? Especially considering that is a first-year prism. First-year so, prism. Man, it, it's it's crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy to me, the, 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 the Russell Wilson prices. And look, did he is he the same explosive athlete he once was in, in Seattle? No. He's going to have to reinvent himself to a certain degree playing in that tough AFC West. But still, the amount of Pro Bowls this guy's gotten to, uh, the, how much the media loves him from Russell Wilson, it is going to be near impossible at this point in his career to not make the Hall of Fame just based on what he's done in Seattle. So it's a very interesting thing. I think part of the reason why Burrow and Herbert prices are up is just that gambling mentality, right? It, it's what they potentially could become. Mm -hmm. Right. Especially if you hear quotes from my personal collection, my PC, Tyron Matthew shared a quote recently that he thinks Joe Burrow is going to be the next or he has a lot of Tom Brady in him. He shared uh, with the Colada show uh, that that quote, they asked him, hey, do you see some Brady and Burrow? And, and, and Matthew said, yeah, yeah, I do. So it, it's it's that right. Especially, you know, Brady uh, Burrow being a year two Super Bowl finalists, uh, you, there there are a lot of Brady similarities to Joey B. Now, once again, I am biased towards Joey B. He is our personal god, him and Tyron Matthew, okay? So, look, it, I, I'm a little bit jaded towards it, but still, you, you know, it, it's such a big risk paying this premium for Burrow rookie ticket autos because if you are thinking that he's going to be the next Brady, understand that Brady has seven Super Bowls and Burrow still has zero. It, it, it's a really difficult thing uh, if you want to buy Burrow or Herbert right now. Yeah, very difficult. And there's so much variety. We talk about 4,316, I think it is, different cards for Burrow uh, compared to just, I, I think it was, 180 for Tom Brady. And then you look at Russell Wilson, it was somewhere like a few hundred. It was under under a thousand, you know. So the 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 just the, the amount of variety is crazy as well. 
Um, and, and that's kind of where the thing is like, why you can't compare a base prism Joe Burrow from 2020 to that of Russell Wilson from 2012. You know, you just can't. Andy, uh, let me ask you this before we get into our, our next topic. Is there a quarterback that you've kind of fallen in love with uh, this offseason when you factor in price point, when you factor in situation? And if you don't have one on the top of your head, I do have one um, in my mind right now. And I, I, I do think Dak Prescott's a very interesting player for me. Look, Dak is a guy who is very limited. He did end this season on a sour note. We all see how big of a clown his head coach situation is. They just got rid of Amari Cooper, but he's still in the NFC. The NFC East to me is still a mess. The Eagles, I don't think, fully committed to Jalen Hurts. They're obviously making a lot of moves this offseason to potentially move up to go get a Bryce Young if their season were to fall apart. Carson Wentz goes to Washington. No harm, no foul there. I am very high on Brian Dable going to the Giants. I like him a lot, but you're not going anywhere with Daniel Jones. Mm. So Dak is still Dak. He's still the biggest star on the biggest team in and, and the biggest brand in the sport. So, yes, his prices have dipped a little. I thought they would have dipped actually a little bit more when I was looking the other day, Andy. But what makes Dak very interesting is that you do have some on-card auto prism products from this 2016 year that – I find it to be very fascinating. Uh, But yeah, you know, for for me, uh, you know, DAC cards, you know, have high upside. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see, uh, you know, his PSA 10s have got up to to, to 1,500, uh, quite a bit of sales. So, I mean, I just just like the upside that DAC gives me in in a weak NFC. And I would, if I were to bet one day if DAC is going to make a, a Super Bowl, I would say yes, because, you know, he is in the NFC, and I don't, I don't see a whole lot changing in, in, in that side of, uh, of football right now compared to the AFC, where it's just far more difficult to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. The NFC is more wide open. They also had number one uh, fantasy defense, also one of the top three defenses in real NFL last year. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe you lost Amari Cooper. We're looking for CeeDee Lamb to step up. I also expect him to draft wide receiver and Biggest market size, man. That market size is massive. Dak threw for over five thousand passing yards in um, in twenty. I was was twenty twenty, and then uh, or no twenty nineteen. Excuse me, over five thousand passing yards in twenty nineteen. Twenty twenty, he was on track to throw for over six thousand passing yards before he uh, broke his ankle, and then he missed the rest of that season. And last year was forty five hundred yards, but his accuracy metrics have always been like top ten, top five. So. And plus that market size, I think that a lot of people just like you can see there's not a whole lot of purchases on the PSA 10 right now. And the ones that are popping off are are very low compared to what they've been up to before. Um, and I think the Cowboys are going to be right back at another playoff spot. So I, I think that he's a very safe investment right now. Like if he's one guy that I would be willing to spend up on um, and take the risk. For a, a four or five hundred dollar PSA ten prism, it would be Dak um, in that two thousand sixteen product. Uh, one more guy, Carter, would be Derek Carr for me. I, I don't think that Derek Carr has seen the price spike from the Devonte Adams news and the Chandler Jones news in and of itself. I, we're a lot more production driven. There's also like questions like, can Derek Carr take that team? Can he throw for over five thousand yards? 
I, I think that Derek Carr can get close. I think they're all, they're they're definitely going to make another playoff appearance. Um, I think they're going to be sneaky, really good this year. I don't think that that trade really helps Devontae Adams a whole lot. I think it ultimately helps Derek Carr. You know, we saw him come out of the gates last year in September. You made a lot of money on his cards. I you did. did, man. You cashed yeah. in. And I think we could do it again this year. I don't think people are giving him the respect that he is due going into 2022 right now. Um, and, and I think his values have got a lot of room to grow, just like Dax here. His chart is very similar, in fact. Da- uh, Derek Carr, all this guy ever does is put up big yards. He got robbed of a Pro Bowl appearance where the Pro Bowl was in Vegas, and Mac Jones got the Pro Bowl over as an alternate over Derek Carr when he threw for probably a 1,000 more yards than Mac did. I mean, Derek Carr only just puts up numbers. Is he the absolute best? No. But guess what? You can make money with guys like Derek Carr. You can make money with guys like Kirk Cousins because all they have to do is just pop off one big game and their cards, which there aren't a whole lot of them out there, you can make money. Right. So, yes, Andy, I, I, you know, I I did well with Derek Carr this past offseason because I I looked at some of the advanced stats and I saw, wow, he's like top 10 ish in pretty much every great statistical category you look at with with quarterbacks, whether it be QBR or ADOT or whatever it may be. And now you give Derek Carr, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, and to me, Devontae Adams has been the best wide receiver in the NFL over the past five years. So, He's not not a flashy guy. He's not a runner. He's not going to the Hall of Fame. That doesn't mean you can't make money. And if the Raiders do start winning big again, it's kind of like the Cowboys, right? The Raiders are a top five, top ten brand in this league, especially considering they're in Vegas. So Vegas. I, 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 I like that. I, I really do. But once again, the, the key thing as far as quarterbacks are concerned – you're not looking for the best quarterback when you're looking for football card pricing and investing. You're looking for the best price with a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Always keep that in mind. Yes, we would both take Burrow and Herbert over Carr and Prescott 12 times out of 10. I think everybody would. But that doesn't mean that their prices justify you going out and buying one. Now, once again, if you want to go out and go get you one, you go right on ahead. Live your life. Ball out of control. But uh, just keep that in mind when it comes to uh, finding good product. Uh, and, and look, I, I, I got a lot of Derek Carr autos. That, that was my strategy this past offseason, and it worked. Uh, and, and look, once again, not a super flashy guy, but his prices have gone up. Uh, I, I also, uh, from a very similar time period, Jameis Winston is someone else that, that, I, that I like a lot as well. So be on the lookout for that as rookie ticket autos float anywhere from – uh, in graded formats from 200 to 500 bucks. Obviously, a lot of upside there at the Saints, and uh, we'll see what happens. But obviously, once again, it, it is the offseason quarterback product. And keep this in mind, there, there's not an infinite amount of money out there as well, Andy. When a lot of people look to go to get a Trevor Lawrence or a Burrow or a Herbert, that means other cards are probably not going to go for as much, and that's why you should look for these other QBs. Yeah, that, that's a really good point, Carter. I, I think that there is a sweet spot of how much people are willing to spend compared to the, the speculative nature of the player they're investing in. Uh, I think the more speculative the player is, the more 
uh, unknown of like the, the unknown upside. Like we've seen Joe Burrow go to a Super Bowl. You know, we've seen the capability that Justin Herbert has um, in clutch situations and just being able to throw the ball. And it's like, you know, that when you look at any of his advanced statistics, that he is probably going to go down as a Hall of Famer. That's what it looks like, right? I mean, right. just like there's just not much speculation in the caliber of player that those guys are. Whereas some of these other guys, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, uh, Trey Lance, who, you know, Jimmy G's like, I guess still on the roster, you know, like he may not even start this year and his car prices are as much as Trevor Lawrence. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know? I think that um, you're not, you, <laughs> I just think that um, Derek Carr is a good example of that as well. I, I think, you know, with how difficult the AFC West is going to be this year um, and how close like he has been kind of, uh, miffed out of Pro Bowls and MVPs in the past and and stuff like that. Um, I'm, I, you know, it is kind of speculative. It is kind of speculative. He can't make some of the throws that Aaron Rodgers makes. He's just not at the same talent level. Um, and we we haven't seen Derek Carr get to a Super Bowl. So from that standpoint, it is kind of speculative to spend a thousand fifteen hundred dollars on Derek Carr. But I do think there's a sweet spot of like, hey, a hundred fifty dollars, two hundred, two fifty on a prism PSA uh, nine or 10 or BGS nine, five card, something like that. I think that is like a, like people will buy that all day off of one big, you know, three or four touchdown game in September versus, you know, go ahead and fork out the 1500. I, some people will, but it's just not as many people. Right. Yeah. And I, I will say this as far as some skill guys here really quickly, Andy, we have been getting some patron questions about guys like, Christian McCaffrey, we won't spend too much time talking about C-Mac, but we, we have basically said be very careful, even though he is still going really high in fantasy drafts. That's a Carolina situation that is just a dumpster. Uh, the Saints are so much better than Carolina. The The Buccaneers are light years better than Carolina. Um, the, the Falcons, they're, they're about the same, right? So, man, I, I I'm just out on Christian McCaffrey as an investment. I'm also – fading Hunter Renfro as well because if Devontae Adams goes over there and Darren Waller goes over there, or he's already over there. Uh, targets just aren't going to be the same for, for Hunter Renfro, right? Could he still put up a uh, hundred catches as the slot guy uh, the, with those guys drawing coverage? Yeah, he, he still could, but be careful for uh, certain skill guys. Another skill guy, Andy, that, uh, that, that I would fade is Michael Gallup. Just because you spend a lot of money on someone doesn't mean that that player is actually going to take that next step. So, yeah, I, I, w- I would be very careful with, with those skill guys, even though their names are, are have been in the news uh, quite a bit. Andy, is, is there is there any one skill guy that, that you're trying to stay away from, or is there anyone in particular you're targeting right now? Well, there's uh, there's always guys that I'm targeting right now. I, I feel that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of room for financial growth in the tight end market specifically. Um, so there's a lot of research that I've been doing in that market. I always like start with a guy like Gronk and Travis Kelsey to just kind of like as my gold standard for tight end. Um, and I do see like over the long term, there's room for gr- uh, growth in Gronk, and I know he's. 50-50 on returns, whole, this whole charade that he's playing just to give Brady some crap about the whole retirement that Brady did for a month. I guarantee you, come August, Gronk will be back on the roster. But until then, it'll be completely unknown. And that could drive his prices down here this summer. 
uh, the more he keeps saying he's he's unsure about returning to the NFL. And just like if he doesn't, then, yeah, he's going to go back to the WWE and start doing stuff yeah. on there. He's going to do some crazy stuff over here. He maintains his relevancy all the time. Uh, he's so iconic uh, just off the field in period that his cards are going to be valuable, especially with how crazy his signature is and stuff. So I always look at him as the gold standard. But I think there's a lot of value in guys like TJ Hawkinson or Dallas Goddard or Irv Smith, you know, some of these guys that have a lot of potential, even Kyle Pitts in Atlanta, um, you know, they don't really have anybody else to throw the ball to there. So, you know, I mean, Marcus Mariota, limited time he played for the Raiders last year in 2020, he was lighting Darren Waller up. Uh, So I think he's obviously going to be a favorite target of Mariota in in Atlanta. And Mariota can throw the ball, uh, just, just maybe not super consistent. But this is a fresh start for him, so we don't know what he could do there and uh, maybe an RPO style offense or something. So, um, you know, I see a lot of value there and, and just constantly like, you know, pivoting off of the, the premium guys. Like everybody focuses on Jamar Chase on the Bengals while at the same time T Higgins rookie ticket autos will slip throughout the week on occasion, 40, $50. And I'm, I'm targeting those, you know, um, AJ Dillon, another guy that is still not fully getting the, the respect. You know, if you look at a prism silver, autograph Jonathan Taylor that card's going for 250 300 whereas the AJ Dillon is going for 40 or 50 in the same exact condition and it's just like wow man that's a huge price variance and AJ Dillon is running a break a hobby breaking company and he's he's great cards doing PSA reveals he's got a podcast it's like it's just like so all this stuff um I definitely advise um is something I do is keep my radar open to what's going on off the field for these guys as well as what we're projecting for them in 2022 just to paint a full picture of potential upside yeah i as far as um aj dylan is concerned that's obviously really cool uh it's cool seeing like guys like cassius marsh i remember him for the bears like big into the hobby uh but yeah i I like what you said about the tight end market man you know i i've always been very interested in zach ertz uh simply because he has an iconic moment right? This guy won a freaking Super Bowl. He made big plays for an Eagles team with Nick Foles as his quarterback, right? Married to one of the greatest women's soccer players of all time. I see him having a career in broadcasting down the road. Uh, so, you know, I've always found tight end prices uh, to, to, to be very interesting. And Ertz also uh, part of that 2013 rookie class with those hot rookie inserts that look really cool. Uh, but yeah, I like that, man. Looking for those those tight ends, baby. That's but yeah, right. and uh, we we get to uh, let's see. Look at those rookie look ticket autos. That is look how 25. cheap that is. Rookie ticket auto Zach Ertz on card auto for twenty five bucks. Like five dollars. Resign with the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals are going to be back in the thick of it. You know, um, Cliff Kingsbury is still their coach, but Zach Ertz will be back in the thick of it, man. I love it. I love it. So now it is time for the hobby tip of the week. And Andy, once again, I, I go back to, uh, for me, release calendar dates. Don't take those dates as law, right? We've heard a lot from our own patrons like David Hunter and Michael Ham, guys that have been in you know, this industry for a long time about glue shortages and product shortages so especially now with you know supply chain issues always be weary of those 
product release calendars because things just tend to always get pushed back for certain products. So for me, always keep up to date with those uh, those release calendars because that lets you know when stocks could potentially stocks shelves could be potentially restocked and all that stuff. But that, that that's a pretty simple one for for me today, Andy. How about you? Well, um, yeah, no, I think that's good. That's that's a great hobby tip. I think it's really important. I, and I would just parlay off of that with my hobby tip, just to remind everybody that tradingcarddatabase.com, tcdb.com, is an incredible resource to go and look up the amount of available rookie cards for a player to look up what different sets they are available in. This will give you an idea of how scarce any given card for them is. Um, and, and this is very important because you can go and like look by the set. You can look by the player. Um, and it'll give you an idea of how many of those cards are in each set, made in each parallel, each insert. For example, last night we looked up to Ernest Johnson on the Cleveland Browns, backup running back that absolutely exploded. And a lot of people uh, was like, whoa, how the heck did this happen, man? The guy put up incredible numbers against Denver and the Patriots last week uh, in place of an injured Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And it, he totally broke out. And he, his rookie ticket autos literally went from 5 10 bucks to almost $100. But when you go look up to Ernest Johnson on tradingcarddatabase.com, you find out that he was undrafted and that he was only printed in the contender's rookie ticket auto set. That's literally it. He's got 12 different rookie cards, and that is it, Carter. So that's it's a great resource to kind of start there when you're look, investigating players before you pop over to eBay um, and just, you know, pulling up any old random card for a player and, and trying to compare them against each other. That's why we're big Tyler Huntley believers on this channel, because if you have his rookie ticket auto, that's it. That, that basically is it. So uh, that that's that's what we always tell you to do. And honestly, that kind of segues into my play of the day. I know we talked about certain plays with certain quarterbacks. I still think Tyler Huntley is very interesting, right? So, look, rookie ticket autos are floating anywhere from 50 to $100, right? That's it. That's uh, th that's basically it. Tyler Huntley, you know, is a very rare scenario where, you know, I, I believe he was undrafted out of Utah, and he was a very good quarterback out of Utah, and we've seen him perform at an extremely high level. And the thing about backup quarterbacks is all they need is one big game. But what's really fascinating about that, Andy, is that they don't even need one big game. They just need to go to a new team. Andy, how much have you and I privately, you know, yelled at each other basically for not getting Mitchell Trubisky rookie ticket autos mm. when we pretty for certain knew that he was going to go to a new team and get his opportunity? Now, look. I've seen people spend hundreds of dollars on Jordan Love, who I don't think can play at all. But why would you spend hundreds of dollars on Jordan Love and not actually look at Tyler Huntley, right, who actually has put good NFL film out there, in particular, ironically, in his big game versus the Green Bay Packers. Lamar Jackson's the guy in Baltimore. I'm not saying Huntley should be the guy over Lamar Jackson. And – at some point, Lamar, who's actually doing his own negotiations, will get a big deal at Baltimore. So Tyler probably won't ever be the guy at Baltimore, but 
I could see him, if Lamar's out for a week, put up a big performance, and his card prices go absolutely insane. So Tyler Huntley, my, my play of the week, be on the lookout for those rookie ticket autos. Um, and yeah, I, I do feel uh, they, they do float anywhere from 50 to, to 75. Uh, I, I just, I, I've seen a few end at 50 and I'm like, why, why am I not pulling the trigger on this? So, uh, so yeah, you see one right there, 58, 67. So yeah. I, 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 I like Tyler Huntley. Do I think he's the next, uh, Joe Burrow? No, but do once again, we talk about it all the time. You're not looking for the best quarterback. You're looking for the best price opportunity so yeah best upside especially a guy that could slot in you're like whoa wait a minute is that lamar's twin brother out there the thing though is is auto is absolutely is the worst auto i've ever seen yeah i would i would target this one this is from the base contender set it came out first it's still a sticker auto but you'll notice that his autographs look a little bit better in the base set because it came out earlier and this was probably the first couple hundred cards he autographed and then he got to the optics and he was just like totally in in a rush and it was really bad rub it up dub thanks for the grub all right andy but but yours yours man great great play so 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 you dropped a little news to me that i was unaware of but being that you're an lsu football coverage man and and you're in deep there with the louisiana football teams you told me that tyron matthew has been visiting with the new orleans saints uh, there's a possibility he could sign with a home team in the New Orleans Saints, which would be great for him in and of itself. But this is going to be a big improvement to the Saints defense. The Saints have historically, for whatever freaking reason, given the Bucs so much trouble over the years, uh, including against Tom Brady. I like even Tom Brady, like shut us out. This is the craziest thing that, that I saw happen with the Bucs in uh, 2020 and 2021 against the Saints, except for that one playoff game. And, uh, I mean, you got Jameis Winston coming back. He'll be ready to go from the ACL tear. Taysom Hill is not going to be like a skill position guy. But the one alpha that used to be a number one tight end is can't guard Mike. Can't guard Mike. And, and I, I mean, I said tight end. Number one wide receiver, uh, you know, in the league, in the league. And this is with a quarterback that, you know, his bread and butter was those short and intermediate passes. And now you open up the entire field with Jameis Winston who is, uh, you know, committing himself to becoming more accurate, these sh- more short intermediate passes. And I think he's been through a big humbling process in New Orleans. Um, and I think you're going to see a better, more polished Jameis Winston this year. This is just kind of my, my speculation, my opinion. Uh, but I think there is definitely going to be some hype for those guys. They've still got, uh, what's his name, Cameron Jordan on the D-line. So you still got a above average defense. Now you add Tyron Matthew, improve the secondary I mean, it's going to be on for the Saints. They're they're right back in the thick of it. Um, and Michael Thomas, this is like his year to like fully be 100% healthy and make a comeback. And you see his rookie ticket autos for 2016 are not that expensive. Like this, right. this card for the year and the scarcity should be at least double or triple this. Uh, and I think we will see it get there from a couple big games with Jameis Winston. It's just a, um, I, that's kind of like I think a really kind of safe play for skill position right now. Yeah, so once again, I, I, I can't ever say do anything about Tyron Matthew cards because I don't ever want to get accused of a pump and dump, you know, because I know that's like a big thing now where uh, I, I won't say who, but people will talk about cards and pump and dump. And I am a big Tyron Matthew 
uh, collector. So uh, I, I, I'm careful when I'm talking about the Saints, but I can say I don't hold any Michael Thomas. I, I've sold all mine. Um, and look, it, his upside is just absolutely insane, right? Wide receiver one in fantasy, one of the greatest wide receiver seasons, his final fully healthy year. Um, and and look, I think he's tired of hearing all these haters calling him slant boy. He definitely has a chip on his shoulder. So I like that, Andy. I really do. I hope Tyron signs with the Saints. That would obviously, you know, make them a lot better team. I could see him taking a discount because he is from New Orleans. So uh, still, man, uh, and I also like Michael Thomas because it's kind of the same thing we were talking about earlier about Dak Prescott, that 2016 autograph prism year where you can get some on-card autographs Mm -hmm. and the 2016 rookie in those silver prisms. Also, the rated rookies those that year, I love them because – it's the player at an actual photo shoot with their helmets off. I freaking mm-hmm. love that. So, uh, so yeah, I like that. I, I like you talking about MT13, baby. A Bucks fan talking about MT13? Are you kidding me? And you know, that. I got to be unbiased. Like when it when we uh, comes time to play play the Saints, you know, <laughs> those Michael Thomases will be tucked away in a box or they'll be for sale on eBay. But you know, from purely an an invested. Uh, an investor standpoint and also a fantasy standpoint. Like I, I noticed that Michael Thomas, if, if you look at his, his current ADP, I mean, we're talking about a guy that's got a current ADP of like a sixth, seventh round and some drafts as low as, you know, going 9.9 as high as 6.9, but a guy that could finish as a top two fantasy round guy, you know, or, or higher. We don't know what kind of improvement we're going to see from Jameis Winston. That's like the big question mark there, but He's got the potential. We've seen the ceiling to be a, a number one fantasy wide receiver. So for him to just kind of project him to at least get back to like a top 15, top 10 guy is very realistic in my opinion. Well, Andy, another episode's in the books, baby. You're really good, man. Check out Andy, football cards, patreon.com slash football cards and the fantasy football card quest. You had a really good video. Uh, you do a lot of good videos on eBay. Right. So if you want to get um, great eBay education, go ahead and and get on to the fantasy football card quest. Andy, you're killing it, man. We're killing it, baby. So I wanted to share this. Our our numbers are going up. Subscribers. All that good stuff. Five star reviews. Still important to make sure you do the five star review and all that good stuff uh, on YouTube. Yes, absolutely, guys. If you enjoyed this, give us a thumbs up and leave us those five-star review, guys. I appreciate y'all. Whatever your podcast thing. And uh, see you next week, baby. Peace.